everyone needs a break. And more than that, everyone deserves a break. And taking breaks and resting in different forms is as needed to our body as like vitamins and sunlight and water. It is a habit. It is a habit of giving yourself permission to rest. What is your joy? What can bring you that joy? Because rest is a way to enjoy life so that you can be in your body, so you can listen to your body tell you like, yeah, I'm good. I've slept enough. I've done the things I want. I don't want you resting so you can do more. I want you resting so you can be, so you can be alive. Heyo, welcome to the Asian Detox Podcast, the podcast where we boldly reclaim Asian American prosperity. We have relatable conversations about how being Asian American shows up in our day-to-day lives, how money is deeply embedded in our culture, and how you can choose to define your own version of success in a world that tries to tell us how to be. I'm your host, TJ Wei, your hashtag very Asian, non-binary, gluten and dairy-free money habits coach, and I want you to know that you don't have to live in the boxes other people put you in. You can design your abundant life in a way that honors your heritage while enjoying a life of ease and alignment. And you can do it while making money and building generational wealth. All right, we're totally giggling over here because Anastasia and I are totally (laughs) friends. Um, So welcome back to the Asian Detox podcast. Today we have Anastasia Rutis, born and raised in the Ukraine and now residing in San Francisco. Okay, let's stop you right there. First of all, it's Anastasia and it's not the Ukraine. You don't say the Italy, you don't say the France, you don't say the Ukraine. Ukraine is a standalone. You don't even say the California. You're right. You are right. So it's Ukraine. And keep it in, please, for people to learn how to say Ukraine. It's about that. Yes, you are totally right. All right. Born and raised in Ukraine and now residing in San Francisco. There you go. Oh, you're going to have to pronounce your name for me again. Say nice to see you. Nice to see you. There you go. Anastasia is nice to see you. Anastasia is nice to see you. There you go. Ah, All right. Ah, Amazing. All right. Okay. Anastasia... Quit her corporate job. (laughs) It's okay. Quit her corporate job to pursue travel, self-care, and her career as a rest coach. She guides mothers and solo entrepreneurs in having more guilt-free rest and self-care through three to four-hour sessions targeting their rest and self-care routine and mindset. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, TJ. It's been in the works for so long. I'm so excited to be here. Hi, everyone. As TJ said, my name is Anastasia and I'm from Ukraine and I've, yeah, mothers are still welcome, but I'm mostly focusing these days on female entrepreneurs because I feel like there is enough of those like moms, but also that as entrepreneurs, people who go into businesses and you would know that TJ is, they tend to be their own worst bosses. Like, yes, feeling that. While everyone thinks they are expected to know everything and be the Google of running a business when they never knew how to, from marketing to sales to finance to systems and tech, and and then actually doing the stuff that they're supposed to be doing as an actual business uh, magician, they forget how to rest. They forget that they not only need to rest, but that they deserve to rest. Yes. And that rest comes into play not just by you saying oh I'm not at burnout like I've had people tell me when I ask them like are you rested they're like 
I'm not at burnout. I'm like, how is that a good metric? Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Burnout is when you're useless. <laughs> I'm like, why is not at burnout is your response to are you rested? I'm like, that means you are not really there because like if the only thing that comes to your mind is burnout, then like, let, let's really talk. Yeah, you're in denial at that point. Yeah. All right. Before we get too far, would you share with everyone how they can find you online? Yes, I am very much available on social media. It's rest is a good thing. One word, no spaces on Instagram. And I have a YouTube channel. Ooh. It has four videos at this point, but like I'm growing it. So rest is a good thing is how you can find me. I'm also on LinkedIn as Anastasia Rutus. And my website is readily available. It's www.rest, as in R-E-S-T, dot coach. There are no comms, no orgs, no nets, just rest.coach, as in C-O-A-C-H, and that's it. Find me there, and my email is at aranastasiarutos at rest.coach. So ar at rest.coach. Very much available and very love to talk to people. That sounds amazing that you got rest.coach. Oh, my God. When I saw it, I was like... That is so cool. That was before I even like put a trademark protection mm. on the actual rest coach. When I saw it, I was like, and when people see it, they're like, you can buy a coach thing. I'm like, yes, apparently the coach is. Uh, it's a real ending. Yes, for sure. It's a real ending. But not every website recognizes it. Some financial websites are like, we need an actual, like a real email. Uh, like I had, I think, Chase, shame my dot coach into needing a dot com. Oh man. I'm like running it on Google's workspace. So like, Please don't shame me, but you know what? Yeah. Not everyone is as tech savvy as some others. Well, especially not the banks. They are a little bit behind for sure. Well, some of them are fine. Most of them are fine, you know, but there are some was, that was like, no, this is not a real email. I'm like, yes, it is. People use it <laughs> I all mean, the time. Also, why would you give a fake email to a bank? Like you, you're going to need it in order to get in. Well, because like their fraud systems are like that. Yeah. But that's getting into risk management, which I also do. But <laughs> All right. Well, we've already broken the ice, but I love this question anyway. What would your parents say about what you do? Oh, my parents. Well, my parents, first of all, are very supportive after some time. <laughs> from the perspective of why would you leave your stable corporate job? Right now, everyone is probably sitting and thinking it's 2023, it's layoff season, right? Mm. For everyone and everyone. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, the benefit of being self-employed is that no one can fire That's you. True. Yay! <laughs> Whether you're on maternity leave, I just saw that people get fired while on maternity leave. And I was like, how is that? Like, not only do not all states get maternity leave as a mandatory thing. And then some companies give it, they boast about it, and then they fire people who go on maternity leave. I'm like, you're in your most vulnerable space, just given birth or almost just given birth. You're trying to like understand what the hell is going on with this world. And then you wake up to an email that says, you go, go, go find yourself a new job. What, I was like, how is that? Like, there are many things that Ukrainian economy can do better and treat their like employees better and do things better. But the one thing I've seen is you would never be able to fire someone who is on maternity leave. Like people would be left on like personless department structures because I was an internal audit. I've seen like human chart, like org charts. And I would be like, why is there one person, you know, on like a... Still connected to the system. <laughs> no, they're not really connected. They're just like, their record is there because yeah. they cannot be legally 
delete it out of the system yes. because they're on maternity leave. They're on, and in Ukraine, you get like longer unpaid, mm. but still maternity leaves where like you're part of the company. You can invite the person to leave the company and then you shut down that department, but you cannot like say, bye, we are restructuring. Like, nope, doesn't work like that. Wow. Yeah. The U.S. is way behind on maternity leave and paternity leave. I was drafting that post for LinkedIn and then, of course, my LinkedIn crashed and then wow. I was deleted. And I, again, want to remind myself that I need to make things easier for myself and not do it on the go because that is just stupid especially as a rest coach. And it's not my first time things getting deleted as I'm drafting them. So yes. But what would my parents say to what I do? Yeah. If they ran into an acquaintance in the grocery store. Oh, would they explain what I do? I have no idea if they would be able to explain what I do. I hope they would to tell them that I help people with more rest. But it seems like the way they act around me, they don't absorb the things that I try to show them <laughs> that make sense. So I don't know what if even what they would say. My husband hopefully would uh, be able to explain that to people, though. All right. So we've talked about being a rest coach, but can you give everybody an idea of like what that really means? Well, that means that when I go to places and I tell people that I'm a rest coach, everyone tells me how bad their sleep was or how they know someone whose sleep has been affected recently. And I've been asked many times, do I like tell people to meditate a lot. I'm like, the thing with me, the thing with my rest coaching and what I do with it is it's not really about me. Like I don't tell people to meditate. I don't tell people to, well, I'll tell you that you need a break. Yes, that part I would tell you. Like I will tell you that everyone needs a break and more than that, everyone deserves a break. And taking breaks and resting in different forms is as needed to our body as like vitamins and sunlight and water, you know, and we just don't like doing, like we've been taught not to do it. Mm -hmm. And I keep telling people that I'm not a sleep expert. Sleep is part of resting, but it's not the only way to rest your body. And it's also not about like, I have this sign that says normal is an illusion. I was ranting about it the other day. Like I, I found it two days ago and I was thinking, I'm like, there is no normal in how much sleep you need. There is no normal in what rest looks like. The normal is what you make it. The normal is what works for you. And what I do with my clients is we really figure out, like I have a framework that I call you deserve rest because it's all about you. It's really about like understanding what is your joy? What are your fears and worst case scenarios? I bring in my risk management kind of angle and lens here because my goal is to have people establish like sustainable self-care routines, meaning that they not just like do it once. It's not like you press a button and it's just magically working. No, it's an ongoing everyday work where you intentionally have to take those breaks, recognize it, give yourself kind of space to do it, as well as ask for the help, you know, and accept it and not beat yourself around the head for all the to-do lists you haven't finished. Like, who cares? But there are people who care, yes. But it's about really living your life and understanding what brings you joy. Because especially as entrepreneurs, a lot of us live corporate for the purpose of creating life that we want And what I see people end up doing is that they are running on the same kind of programming of, I have to be working nonstop to get somewhere. And now that I know less about running this, all of this 
pieces of the business that we covered earlier, that means I don't deserve a break because I haven't done enough. There is no such thing as enough. It will never be Uh enough by the corporate or even capitalistic standards. It's never going to be enough. And in my framework, we figure out like, what is your joy? What, how can you, what can bring you that joy? Because rest is like a way to enjoy life, right? Like so that you can be in your body. So you can listen to your body, tell you like, yeah, I'm good. Like I've slept enough. I've done the things I want. Now I can do some of the things sometimes I don't want, but also the things that I like, you get better at prioritization, not because it's the goal. You get better at prioritization when you work with me. It's like a side effect because you're like, my time is worth so much more than me spending it on doing the shit that I don't like. Over the years, I've hired cleaners. I've hired a personal chef who comes into my house. I have a full-time daycare like Monday to Friday, 7.30 to 6 p.m. And yes, I sometimes pick my child up earlier, but it's there and it's right by my house and I don't even have to like drive anywhere, you know? And I still have to learn even for myself some in some aspects how to ask for help. And like, that's the part of deserve is like so much about rest is mindset. Yes. And it's also the fact that rest is, I almost compare it to a muscle. It's a muscle we don't exercise. It's a muscle we abandon from childhood. We're told to abandon. Yes. We're told that you have to raise your hand at school to ask for permission to go pee. You know, you are told that, hey, you have only three seconds to do it. And then you get a fee punishment. I don't know, the whole class laughing at you. Of course, we create all sorts of traumas in our heads to that. Stop doing anything like stop even trying to think that, hey, maybe I just need to listen to myself when I'm sick. Right. Like later in adulthood, it translates into people with COVID saying no to counseling meetings because, well, how can I cancel a meeting? People depend on me. I'm like. But when you're dad, yes, they will not really care yeah, the, that you're dad. The project, the company will move on. And I've heard stories. The company will move on. If it's your business, you know, your business will stop. Yes. Because you killed yourself in a way. Yep. Your clients will, yeah, they will be sad. I'm sure they will be sad. Some will be sadder than others because they become friends potentially. Because that happened, right? But the reality is life will go on whether we go to a galaxy far, far away or we don't. I've had my boss, my last corporate boss, died unexpectedly out of the blue last year, right as I was like contemplating all sorts Mm -hmm. of things and leaving. And I was like, why am I still here? You know, it still took me another three to six to eight months to actually physically leave. But the mindset around allowing yourself that, allowing yourself the desire to, to rest, and the, to actually taking action, because sometimes it is about asking for help. Sometimes it is about just calling things out and being like, right now, this doesn't need to get done by me. Maybe it needs to get done by me, but not right now. Like the, understanding where the urgency comes in. That's why like prioritization yes. is, it's not the goal. It's not something I use in my marketing. It's like, I don't want you resting so you can do more. Mm. I want you resting so you can be, so you can be alive. So you can be on this earth longer because many of us start our businesses with the idea of building a legacy. That's one of the things I'm hearing is like leaving this 
either creating generational wealth for many, right? Or just creating financial independence and stability for ourselves and potentially for our loved ones. You cannot do that if you're dead. You can't. And it's not true financial independence if you feel like you're chained to it. Exactly. And and many, many don't even pause to recognize that that's happening. Like, they're just like, well, I'm not at burnout. I'm like, well, are you sure? Yeah, you you may be in denial about that. <laughs> right? It's like, but I'm not a therapist. Like, I don't do the whole denial thing. I try not to call it out as directly, but I am direct. And like, finally, after you figure out your mindset, after you figure out your, like, what brings you joy, we actually work on practicing rest. And the way I do it with my clients is that I believe in tiny changes, in like super, super tiny changes because our nervous systems are not used to resting. Our nervous systems are not used to that much stress that is caused by the idea of taking a break, that is caused by the idea of not replying to emails right away, to not replying to comments on social media right away, to not posting every day of the week, especially when you're on vacation. Your people will follow you. Your people actually will be much happier if you are energized, yes. if you are you, if you are authentically there and present instead of being torn into different places, thinking about all the to-dos you haven't achieved this week, you know? And so the smaller the steps, the better. I also come back to the, like, the muscle thing. It's like when people come to physical exercising, right? Like popular year, new year goal or something mm. or intention or What's the word of the day? The resolution, yeah. Resolution, intention, the word of the year is like exercising or sustainable. Like, imagine this. You come to a trainer, right? Like personal trainer. You're like, I need help. I want to run a marathon tomorrow. Yep. Like, can he help you? He'll be like, are you sure that tomorrow is reasonable? Like, have you been running for a lot of time and tomorrow is the day you want to do it? Like, why do you even need my help if it's tomorrow? Anyway, it's like, if you haven't been exercising, running a marathon in the next even week is kind of stupid. Yeah, you hurt yourself. Well, you will hurt yourself even if you like approach it with a program and say like, right, your body needs to adjust. Your body needs to start with walking. The, like I hate running and I've seen the running programs in like you do one minute of running, you do one minute of walking, right? Like you work on building mm-hmm. that muscle of running, of even your mental understanding, hey, this is what I'm doing. And same with rest. It's like the idea of taking two weeks scares the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no one is saying that your rest right now needs to mean two weeks of vacation or just two weeks of not doing anything. Start small. Start with like what one of my coaches calls micro movements mm-hmm. close your eyes for one second people are like will that help i'm like have you tried it and like every day try it every day just like once a day but a very intentional closing your eyes for one second and see how it feels you will probably extend it into a few more seconds because you just close them and it feels awesome to not stare at stuff yes but when we build consistent like small movements we then can start expanding them, right? Like we start doing more for ourselves because we're like, well, I can do this. Then maybe I can do a little bit Mm -hmm. more. Or we stay within those parameters because that's what feels comfortable right now. And there is no right or wrong on resting. Or there is wrong on resting when you're not resting. But other than that, there is not really, there is not really like a baseline where I'm like, okay, this is a good rest. Someone asked me recently, like, oh, my client started Pilates, you know, like, 
during the week. Is that a, is that like a rest thing? I'm like, is that a rest thing for her? If she feels rested after that, then it's a rest yeah, thing. Right. Like that would not be rest for me. But <laughs> Right. If she doesn't, then like I love massages. I've had people tell me like they hate being touched. Mm. Like, yes. how is that restful if you don't want it, right? But people are like, well, spa is like the go-to resting. I'm like, it depends, right? Like, it depends if you're allergic to the smells, if you're right. allergic to the sounds, if you're just allergic to the touch. So many things are very unique to each person. And there is no normal rest or like a baseline rest. I'm like, you can find your baseline for yourself. No one needs to know about it. No one really needs to judge you for it because like it's just your life. Yeah. But the biggest thing with me, what my clients get is that they get not only me getting it because I've gone through, I've never been at burnout, been at some mental shit with the war, with the family, with all the things, but I'm there for them because I know how it is. I've gone through it. I'm still going through it. It's an ongoing practice for even the rest coach, you know, and Having accountability and having someone who supports you with that is really important because it is a habit. It is a habit of allow of giving yourself permission to rest. It is a habit that we don't have. And the, the more mature we get, <laughs> the more years we accumulate experience of actually doing things on autopilot that we are being told throughout our lives, the harder it is to build up a new habit, right? There are habit apps, there are habit groups, there are habit, whatever, accountability tricks and tips and things, like whatever works for you. But I'm also there, like for some human connection is important. Like yes. that's why I have a personal trainer myself. Like I need someone to count my repetitions and actually come up with what I'm doing. Like, I don't want to think about like physical exercises myself because like I've tried the YouTube videos, don't work for me. Yeah, you don't want to build the plan for yourself. And no, there's I don't something wanna, no. amazing about going to somebody who's built multiple plans for multiple different types of people yep. and can pull out of the toolbox something that you never would have thought of. Like maybe like it would have taken you five hours on the internet to go find something similar to it. And it's just so much faster. And then by then I'm like exhausted and yes. being like, why do I even need this? No, this is like me. I call him my like secondary therapist because I come to him and I rant about all the stuff, like I have him on different days than my actual therapist. So mm. I get to rant like <laughs> intermittently. It's a great plan. <laughs> it's an amazing, it's a great investment. I get to exercise, I get to run, rant about the things. And I just get like some more human connections because I crave them every now and then. Yes. And the accountability is awesome because like otherwise I would not do a thing. Yeah, absolutely. As a first-generation Asian-American, I grew up trying to fit into the boxes other people put me in. I considered acting, voice acting, and writing as career options when I was little, but ended up joining corporate America as an IT project manager to take the Asian parent-approved path. The good news is, it's not too late for me to follow those more creative goals, but I didn't have the energy to work both my corporate job and follow those passions. And I couldn't shake the cultural directive to be financially stable so that my parents wouldn't have to worry about me. It's so ingrained in me that it's difficult to focus on more creative pursuits or what might be considered passion projects without the financial backing to support myself. 
That's why I'm such a big fan of building systems and financial foundations that leverage my hashtag very Asian frugal money habits and the more expansive abundance mindset that I strive to embody every day. While sitting at my corporate job feeling like there must be more to life than this, I spend years learning and absorbing information about how to become financially independent, invest in real estate and stocks, and build a business. And now I'm on track to retire by 40. But more than that, I have the freedom to dress how I want, because how I dress now is certainly not considered professional, adopt unconventional pronouns, and work fewer hours to support my physical and mental health. I get to choose what clients I work with, who I spend time with, and what boundaries I need to set in order to keep the toxic expectations and hustle culture at bay. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to make your next big money move and build the financial foundations you need to feel like you can show up as your full self, I have an offer for you. My generational wealth building money mentorship program is three months of direct access to me and my brain to cut through all of the noise and conflicting information on the internet and get you where you need to be financially. Get a wealth building strategy, action plan, curated resources, and emotional support to put you on the path towards your abundant life. The link is in the show notes. All right. Well, you've shared a lot about what it really means to rest and what you do. Um, I do want to get a little more personal. We met before the war in Ukraine started yep. and that has been a journey. So I would love for you to share what that's been like for you. Well, I don't want to send people other, to other podcasts, but there was a podcast. It's actually minus 10 days. Today is minus 10 days to a full year anniversary of the start of the full-scale invasion by Russia into Ukraine. And it is a hard topic for me personally uh, because I have family and I'm very much Ukrainian myself, even though I have a U.S. passport as well. We've been as a family blessed throughout COVID without having to suffer through any losses. So far, knock on wood, we have been blessed to not suffer any actual losses in my personal circle and in my family. So my parents were visiting here because I have a child. So they were visiting uh, in January, February. They were supposed to fly back to Ukraine in March, on March 15th-ish, 2022. After February 24 of 2022, they left the U.S. on, what was it? I want to say January 31 of 2023. So almost a full year. I had my parents with me in a one-bedroom apartment in San Francisco while also raising a three-year-old child. While trying to leave my corporate job and thinking, can I allow myself to leave my job while I have extra, extra, extra needs for stable? Yes quote-unquote, stable paycheck. Because I was the stable paycheck kind of breadwinner in our family. My husband is, has been self-employed for many years. And so my checking account would be the one to be pulled for like all things like daycares and rents and all the things. And so I was mentally blocking myself, really, from taking the step mm. and leaving because right before the war started, I was like, well... I'm going to get my bonus, which was going to be like in March or something. And then by April, I'm going to be gone. 
February 24, I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to do any of this shit? Like I have my family here. Mm -hmm. So it's extra to non-working adults that are not really work eligible here because they're came as tourists who don't have a dollar, like a normal dollar savings account, you know, you can pull on. It's the amounts are not really transferable. I mean, they're transferable, but in a way, it's like the amount of money that you can yield with dollars in Ukraine will get you way less milk and gas in the San Francisco space. Yeah. So like last year has been fucked up for me. I started the year with an intentional word Mm. of incredible. So let me tell you this. It has been incredible. First, it was incredible fucked up. That it was incredible, incredible because my business did start to take off and I did leave my job and I understood that I can do much more than I allowed me to. And then the state of California decided that we are low income family now and we were put on free medical insurance. And one of the blocks that was stopping me from leaving was thinking, how will I pay it hundred bucks per month? And Mm. I'm like, look, I don't have to pay it hundred bucks. I was worrying for nothing. So that's one of the things like for me these days is when we talk with my clients and just with friends and families, like when you're thinking the worst case scenario, for example, like how can I pay that medical bill, Right. right? When it comes, when I pick it, it's like really sitting down and looking at it and being like, how realistic is that? Is there a mitigation plan? What are the options that can happen? And do I even have control over it? Because one of the worst things that could happen with this war is the beautiful, horrible, terrible person that, well, not beautiful, but the incredibly horrible person that is Putin scaring everyone with his nuclear button, you know, thing. It's like, do I have control over it? No. Like no amount of me doing anything in this life at this point, at this point the way things are, right? I'm not Bezos to go and spend money to go shoot him or invest into whatever democracy things, right? Or into talking peace talks. No amount of things I can do can move the needle on whether the nuclear button is going to be pressed. What will move the needle is me being alive here right now and actually having the energy to tell you about the terrible things that are happening in Ukraine, right? Like how hard it is for people right now, but also to keep on going as a human, to keep on telling not just about the horrible things, but also how beautiful Ukraine is and how worthy it is of help, of visiting. Okay, maybe not right now, not the safest time, but for the people who are like, oh my God, if we give Ukraine weapons, Putin's going to press the button. Let me be honest with you. He's going to press the button no matter what you think. If he wants to, if he's insane enough, if he's not, I hope there is enough controls around him that doesn't allow, like, because people on his end are also business people. Mm. I hope they are, like, not doing shit. But to me, it's like, do I have control over it? And if I don't really have control over something, do I really need to worry about it? Like, is it even my, like, does it need my attention? Because, like, in the first days and months of Ukrainian war, The amount of news that I've read, TJ, just trying to keep up because like when you're there, I have not been there during the war, right? I've been safely in San Francisco, but you develop what's called survivor's guilt. Yes. Because you are constantly questioning yourself, why am I alive? Mm -hmm. Why do I deserve to leave? This is how actually my like actual rest coaching practice was born is me 
going through that mindset of why do I deserve to live? Why am I the lucky one? What do I need to do? Will I be better helped by like sending money, by going there and shooting at people that I know, don't know what to do with a rifle, but I'm probably going to be helpful, right? Or not helpful. But I've also read a book uh, that really impacted me and helped me. It's called The Choice. And it's about a Holocaust survivor and how she was able to like get through Holocaust, get through being inside Auschwitz. Wow. And be alive and do all the things. And I was like, the biggest thing, it's like, it's the choice we make. It's the choice of thinking, either making ourselves the victim. Like, yes, right now Ukraine is the victim of the attack, right? But like when you are sitting and thinking, do I deserve to live? And why is this done to me? Whatever it is, whether it's Ukrainian thing, whether it's, you know, the shootings, the just the, the homophobia and the LGBTQ terror that's happening and like all the terrors that are happening across this country and every other country. It's like, yes, there are like physical things which you, ha- again, you have no control over, right? Like, and then it's the mental jail in a way. She calls it, a, like the author calls it a mental jail. Mm. Like we put ourselves into mental jail yes. of being victim, of making ourselves victims of the circumstances. But the reality is in most cases, we are the ones, we are our own jailers. We put ourselves there. We keep ourselves there and we don't let ourselves out because we're like, well, you survived. You cannot enjoy life. You know, the first week I was, especially around like the day when Putin was like, oh, I have a nuclear bomb. And everyone was like, chat, nuclear bomb, scary. You know what I did? I was in DC. I was visiting a friend who's also from Ukraine. She was uh, having a surgery. And I was like, let's go see something pretty. You know why? Because I was like, we've spent five days or more or less nonstop scrolling news. We don't really have any control over like what is happening there. Realistically, we did as much as we can for our families at that point to either get them out, move them to safety, ensure that they have the funds, the food, you know. But then it's like, if Putin pushes the button, let's go see something pretty now. Because if tomorrow there is a nuclear winter and shit doesn't exist anymore, then I want to at least have that memory in my head of that pretty place, of that beautiful thing to come back to. I don't know if you've seen The Shawshank Redemption, the movie. I haven't, no. Oh my God, it's like one of my favorite movies. But the guy gets put into solitary at some point for a long time. And he survives like mentally through that solitary by repeating the classical musical pieces in his head. Like whatever brings him joy, he keeps it in his head. It keeps him sane to get out and then do the work that he needed to get out, right? And for me, that was that even before I realized many, many things that I realized over the next 12 months up to now. But I was like, let's go see something pretty so that we can focus on that even for a little bit. And then after that, we were sitting at a restaurant and eating and feeling really guilty for having safe skies, for having food, for not having, you know, air sirens or bombs dropping on us. Do I still feel guilty? Sure. Do I keep sitting in the cycle of beating myself up over it? No. Because one thing I realized is 
if I die mentally, like inside, yes, then the whole protection that's happening in Ukraine is really useless. Like all the lives lost to defend the independence of Ukraine, they would really mean nothing. Because if we all just sit and wallow in misery, then we can just like, you know, be like, hey, go save us, you know, go actually save what, what Putin is saying he's doing with us. He's saving the Russian-speaking ones. So like making it a priority for me, I actually stopped reading news altogether. And when I do, that's one of the like, can I control this? If I feel the need to like read and just be aware, I really make it an intentional activity of not just scrolling non like nonstop. I put a timer for myself, 10, 15, whatever minutes. So this way I allow my brain to be like, you get to get that, you know, fix, if you want to call it that, right? Or information input. Sure. But like making sure I really made it an, an intentional thing for me as to taking off all notifications, all news channels, everything is shut down. And I go intentionally and read if and when I feel like I need to. Yeah, I, I want to go back to the concept of like all of the support for Ukraine, it becomes useless if like you over here and other people in similar situations suddenly kill themselves mentally. And then it's like you've already turned into the walking dead. You've become a zombie. So like by trapping yourself mentally, the whole concept of saving a life, like we, I think like to have the concept of health as like the physical health and the whether or not the body is alive. And that's what a lot of like the abortion conversations are about too. But the reality is that there's a version of brain dead where you can still be going to your corporate job and doing your job perfectly fine that your boss is happy with you and all of that, but still not be like a real human, to not enjoy yourself, to not be contributing to the best of your ability. You left your corporate job and now you're focusing on what brings you joy as well as helping other people find their joy. So like, I love that like this really ties in, right? And it's the story is like, it's your story and it's all why you're doing what you're doing. And people need to like be able to reflect on that, especially the the concept of what do you control, because it really is easy to just take all the things that, that that label and the identity of being a victim and letting it all stop there. But when you want to be like a real person moving through this world, you need to find a different identity where you do have control and really be living through that. And it does come with its own risks, right? And really, it makes you uncomfortable. That's why like, I advise everyone, it's like, you really need support doing it because even coaches, even mindset and life coaches and even therapists, they have support. They have therapists of therapists, yes. right? Like you have coaches. I have coaches on not just like my business stuff because I've never done it up like in the format that I'm doing it now and in the universe that it is we are living in. But like I have a therapist, I have a mindset coach to get me into the place where I get to reflect on many things for myself, to understand it better for myself, about myself. Like I talk a lot about how one of the aspects of really sustainable self-care and resting is being able to accept help and ask for help. Yes. Right? And it can take on many forms. And people 
think about it as like really big or nothing kind of things. Mm. And I'm like, no, it can be super tiny to the point of you're in the restaurant and you're like, I want a glass of water just like that. Can I get my glass of water just like that? Yeah, just asking. We all default to thinking, well, we're told to default to thinking that we will be inconveniencing them. Mm. They will spit in our glass yes. or whatever it is. Or like, I shouldn't be... I was reading a book about highly sensitive people and it's like highly sensitive people think that they don't want to be an inconvenience and oh selfish is the best thing it's like don't be selfish be selfish you deserve to have a glass of water the way you like it like everyone defaults in in, in san francisco i don't know why it's cold here everyone defaults to water with ice i'm like why i hate water with ice like it's already cold just give me a cup of water but i make people bring me water the way I like it. I had the other day, they brought me chicken. I'm like, I want lamb. They went and recooked the whole thing. But then I went to a library and because I was picking up a book and the book was like off the pickup shelf, you know, I was like, I was sad for a moment thinking, oh, I missed the window of picking up the book. They took it off yesterday. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me use my own approaches on me. I went to the register. I was like, can you check? Because it's been less than 24 hours right. from that. I'm like, can you check if you still have it in the back? Like, he's not going to be hurtling books at me for asking the person that, hey, he like goes and checks for a book, you know? Yeah. He went, he actually found my book. He found my book. He gave it to me. I felt it was like, yay, I used my own like principle. Like asking for help is tough. It is. Asking for help means that we are showing weakness. And for so many of us, women or men or anyone, we're like, weak is bad. Asking for help is bad. I'm like, no. Bad is to be stupid about things. Bad is to be like sitting and dying, trying to do the stuff after hours of trying and not really understanding how to do it or like just burning yourself out mm -hmm. over it. Instead of asking for it, like I used to spend, like I spent over 13 years in corporate as a project manager is one of the angles of my risk management job. And I've managed teams. And one of the things I would always say, I'm like, please ask me questions. Don't wait until the end of the deadline to tell me that you don't get something or that you didn't understand the instructions, because then I have to be responsible for you for scrambling mm -hmm. in the last moment to try to get stuff done. And like, it has never been my way. I didn't like become a rest coach because Ukraine started, you know? I've always been like, why do people say I'll rest when I'm retired? I'm like, do you Oof. even know you'll get to retirement? It's better than the re I'll rest when I'm dead. Like I've right. heard that. Yes. When I was in grad school, TJ, not even like 40s, you know, not 50s. No, people who are like just graduated from school, from colleges and universities, they go to work. I'm like, so do you have money? Do you have time to spend that money you're making 24-7? No. You don't have time to spend the money. You're not enjoying it. Yes, maybe down the road, like there are fire, you know, the financial freedom things you see. I get that there are perspectives that can feed that. But as long as you not make yourself a victim of that situation, mm -hmm. as long as you understand that you intentionally make a choice to be in this state of mind right now, because then you will intentionally see yourself as achieving whatever yes. it is you achieve. Because what I do see with clients and not only clients, but even my former coworkers is that in corporate, there's like always the next, you know, the next position, the next, I don't know, wage increase, the raise, the promotion, yeah, the next something like there's never a pause. I've even read a book about happiness and it was like, 
the happiness of you obtaining a new house, the bigger, prettier one you wanted, fades away like within months. Yeah, I don't remember the specifics, oh, but it's, it's definitely like months. right then you start thinking, oh, maybe I needed more. Maybe I needed this. That's why I was telling how when my parents moved out out of my one bedroom apartment, I became an owner of this huge mansion where there is no lines to the bathroom. There is space to the things. But there are also revelations that I was telling myself for months that I don't stretch because I don't have space because there is too many people. Mm. I don't stretch because I don't stretch. Yeah, it was an excuse. It was an excuse. It's still, I mean, I stopped telling it to myself, but just to show you that, hey, mindset work doesn't stop. It's, I, uh, I was talking to one client and they were like, well, I tried doing like the positive thinking, you know, like looking at yourself in the mirror and telling something good things. And I'm like, it sounds like you were doing it in the past and you stopped. They're like, and they're not working. I'm like, cause you're not doing that. Cause you're not teaching your brain to focus on the good that you are on the good that you can do. How many people can say that they look at the mirror and they see themselves and they say, Hey, I love you. You're doing awesome. You are incredible. No, what you usually do is what people default to is like, Oh my God, look at that. This is like, this is bad. Your hair is looking this. Oh, you need like to lose weight or whatever it is. Like we constantly tell ourselves we're bad. Of course, we believe we're bad. Of course, we believe we're not enough. That's why most of the rest coaching is not about me telling you how many hours you need to sleep. It's me reminding you that you deserve rest. You deserve to love yourself because just like no other person can make you complete, you know, that whole like finding the true one. Mm. Like, yes, you can find a partner that will be there on the same path with you or looking in the same direction or whatever you want to believe. Today is Valentine's Day. So let's talk about love. (laughs) First of all, find yourself, Mm -hmm. get to love yourself, get to appreciate yourself for who you are, because it is so much easier to be yourself with the other person than to try to be fake or change the other person because they didn't realize who they were getting into, you know, with a relationship. Yeah. It's much easier to find who you're looking for. If you know who you are yourself, it's easier to be authentic with them so that they don't feel like you tried to transform yourself to be who they wanted you to be. And then you get in a long-term relationship and that generally falls apart, right? Like, Right. You know that story of that woman who like for whatever, 50 years out of 50 year marriage, every morning she would wake up a few minutes earlier before her husband put on all the makeup and then go jump into bed because how can he see me without makeup? How? Just how? And that was a norm, right? There was a norm that like women have to be a certain way with their husbands or with, well, there was a norm that women need to have husbands (laughs) and husbands have to provide (laughs) and husbands get to do all the decision-making. And that's why we have all this false ideas that women don't know what to do with money now because no one gave us money. No one gave us practice. Yeah. No one gave us permission. No one gave us permission or ways to practice. We were told, be pretty. When I hear, I have a daughter. She at least right now, she identifies as as a girl most of the time when she's not an owl or a kitty cat. When some of the dads on the playgrounds, there is one who I'm like, just stop doing that. But he continues. He's like, she is pretty. She needs to figure it out. I was like, what is that even supposed to figure what out? <laughs> like, 
Well, there was some kind of squabble she was having with the boys, you know, and he was like, she's pretty. She needs to figure it out. I was like, what? How are those related? Like, mm. how, exactly. I'm like, how is like her appearance have anything to do with her mental capability or desire to figure it out? Please, whoever is listening, if you're raising a boy, please tell them that this is not okay. It's not okay for a woman to say that to anyone else, but it's not okay for a man to think that looks are the apparently the decision maker here and, and stuff. Well, I mean, the looks compliment should never be the first thing out of your mouth with kids. That they, they will absorb that and that is not healthy. Yes. Oh my God. And she already knows she's cute. She's like, ah, Oh, ah. she's playing it up enough. You don't need to sit under her. Oh, she like has that. been like that since she was tiny. TJ, it was ridiculous. We would be flying. She was flying since three months old. Like we we've been uh, like she had a passport since three months. Mm. She was three months old. She looks very much like her three-month-old picture in the passport. No, she doesn't. No, no. Like, I would show you kind of offline, but she would be, like, looking around the airplane and be like, okay, who's looking at me? Why isn't anyone looking at me? And, like, smiling when someone... Wanting attention. Yes, she she was a junkie before she was a junkie. Seriously. So I'm like, I don't need... She doesn't need any extra of that. She's already getting, oh, your daughter is so cute. There is a goodie. I'm like, okay, I'm not getting enough goodies. Where are the goodies? <laughs> I'm like, we came out of a shop with just one thing. Yeah. But I am actually teaching, I'm trying to teach my child that not only I as a mother, like me being a mom and all the different parents have different perspectives. I'm not here to bash on any of them. But me personally, I've had a maternity leave of five months. I got tired of being with my child. Mm. I got shamed into saying that I'm tired of being with my child nonstop. Yes, I've had my relatives being like, how can you be tired? I'm like, if you, if someone tells you that they're not tired from hanging out with their kid nonstop, call the bullshit out. <laughs> because whatever the joys you get from parenthood, it is exhausting. Like the life is exhausting, even with one kid. Like I have one, everyone's like, when are you getting seconds? I'm like, when are you getting seconds? Like, why are you getting into my panties? You know, but I get tired. I don't know if anyone else doesn't like good for you. Like seriously, I'm going to like applaud and, and I want to know how you do it. But I realized I want to be known, not just as a mom mm -hmm. by her. Like I want her to know that I have interests that have to do with me. That's why kind of going back to my first pillar of my framework is like, what brings me joy? Yes. Not the books about trains and, you know, fire trucks. Yeah. And reading them 15 times a year, a day, excuse me, not a year. Yes, it's definitely more closer to 15 times a day. Yes, it's 15 times a day. And it's like, I want my child to know and every other kind of kid on the planet. And that's why I work with female entrepreneurs because not like for kids perspective, but just for the next generation thinking is like, I want to show, like, I want to shift the narrative that, Rest is a good thing. That's why, like, I use it as my, you know... As your handle, yes. Aliases on my handles on my... Some of the social medias that rest is a good thing. It is vilified. We have... We don't have to earn it, but generations need to see that it is actually doable. It's not just talk. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, the women's rights, right? Like, we talk, talk, talk about them. It took forever to get to some women's rights, not mm -hmm. all women's rights. Yep. But just like that with rest, it's not... By just saying, oh, you know, President Obama comes up and says, now everyone rests. Like, of course, not everyone would do that, right? Like, it needs to be a gradual shift, but it needs to be one human at a time to set an example that rest 
needs to be part of our society. Like, think about it. We say work-life balance, right? We put work first. Yes. You, you do the profit first. You do the life first. Kind of where pay yourself first mm. as part of your business. And I'm like, but we are doing this business so we can live, so we can be alive, so we can thrive building those legacies, building those businesses, because we want to help communities, right? Like as females, we are raised to be helping everyone. But to help, we need to have... Or you have to help yourself. Well, you have, to ha- you have to put that stupid mask on yourself first. And now they say in the airplanes, don't forget to take off the mask mask and then put the oxygen mask on. Don't breathe through the mask mask. I'm like, my God, you have to spell it out. But yes, like telling your kids and showing with examples that mommy is not just busy. Like this is my mantra. Is like my mom tries to be like, We'll tell her we're busy. I'm like, we're going to get nails done. How Mm. is that busy? It's relaxing. Like, I'm not like doing, you know, math while I'm doing it. But I'm like, I'm going to get my nails done or I'm getting a massage or I'm going on the trip by myself. It's the language that I communicate to my child specifically. And I don't believe in lying to kids because they pick it up like very easily. And lying is like, it is exhausting because then you have to keep track of all the stories, you know, and and who needs, like, seriously, it is exhausting. Right. Yeah. It's the vocabulary you choose. But when you tell the truth about it, you're modeling for her what it looks like for you to rest, right? Like that these are acceptable behaviors and habits. And you're also communicating that you don't have to be busy to have your alone time. No. And I'm actually, these days, I'm even redefining the word productive. You know how we all want to be productive. I'm like, I don't want to be productive. I'm not really on a conveyor line to be producing anything. I want to have intentional moments when I'm pursuing my business or working on my business or doing this because sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to be productive today. Like I haven't done anything. And then I'm like, oh, but I read a book and I actually woke up. That's already great. Yep. Because we never know, right? We never know if we're going to wake up tomorrow. Like I don't mean to be dreadful. Hey, everyone, I, I really don't mean to be dreadful, but... We, none of us, if you do, again, good for you, go go buy a lottery ticket or something. But if you have a note from higher powers that you will wake up every day from today till your retirement or till whatever, and you will have the health to enjoy that time off, then go do it, you know? Because otherwise, it's like... Yeah, it's not promised and... Nothing is promised. Nothing is promised. And we all have an expiration date. I saw it on one estate planner's site. It's like, we all have an expiration date. We just don't know when it is. So use your life wisely to enjoy it because you deserve it. You deserve rest. TJ, you do too. And uh, as a side note, please get your estate plans or wills done because if you have a business and you have loved ones, you don't want to deal with the shit in case you go to a pal- galaxy far, far away tomorrow. Yeah, that nightmare. Like, I have nobody else in my family that knows how to handle a business or any of this legal stuff. I'm not like... Or even where to find the accounts. Right? Like, like oh. it is part of resting is knowing that your loved ones will be taken care of in case you die, right? Or like, even, like, I've been in medical situations where I've needed right, somebody to take exactly. care of it for a couple of weeks. Like, they need to have that information. Otherwise... I come back to a mess. And even having someone who who knows what you want as a medical decision maker, right? Because something can come while you're still kind of alive, like we're talking brain dead, right? Like if we're talking physical health and something does happen, God forbid, but like 
you have to have people who know what are your wishes to do with your body. And that's kind of going back to understanding what you want and what you need and pausing for that. Like we don't pause in this society. Yes. We don't, we just run on. I actually need to learn to speak slower <laughs> because I tend to run on because I have so much to say. Yeah, well, it's, your brain moves really fast as well. I've had that situation before. Yeah, and you're clearly very passionate about this. But we are at time. I do want to respect your time and, of course, ready to go and have a rest myself. So would you remind our listeners how they can find you online? Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm Anastasia Rutus. I am a rest coach, and you can find me at rest.coach on the website or on Instagram and YouTube as rest is a good thing. One word, no spaces, no nothing. And on LinkedIn, I would love to connect. Check me out. And please, please take a break every day. You deserve it. You really do. You've done enough just by being alive. Your to-do list can wait. Seriously, it can even be thrown out. So Enjoy your moments, even if it's just for a second. Everybody just take that clip and just play it over and over again. Yes. For themselves. Yes. All right. All of that will be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Anastasia. Thank you so much, DJ. Bye. I know that something in this episode left you feeling, oh my God, that's so me. And I want to hear about it. Leave a review on iTunes or tag me on social media and share your relatable story with us so that we can normalize our experiences as Asian Americans and help more people feel safe to step outside of the box. I can't wait to hear about it. You can find me on Instagram at tj.wey and don't forget to design your abundant life. <laughs>